Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'm running out of ways to introduce myself, so I asked ChatGPT to write it for me, and here's what it has to say. Hey there, listeners. It's your favorite podcast host, Anthony, coming to you live from my bathtub, where I've spent the past week perfecting my rubber duck collection and trying to break the world record for the longest bubble bath. Don't worry, I've been practicing safe sudsing techniques, so please enjoy responsibly. Lily, I think you're fired. (laughs) Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I hired a couple of extras from Central Casting to serve as seat fillers on the air, and they've since instituted a hostile takeover of the show, and they are... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. And Lily, your Gen Z presence and copywriter. And our guest today is a kaleidoscopic, also Gen Z, songwriter known for her deft blends of pop, punk, and electronic music. She hails from Baltimore, Maryland, where she built a repertoire in classical and jazz singing and was even singing opera at age 10. She since made her way to sunny Los Angeles, where she stood out with a shameless and unapologetic approach to music, addressing topics like sapphic makeout sessions, wanting to look hot at her own funeral, and her own toxic relationship patterns. And boy, can we relate to that. Her track Dum Dum is a manic anthem that has already garnered more than 250 million global streams and 1 million TikTok creates and was featured in Netflix's original film, Do Revenge. She's here today to discuss her latest album, a fearless and psychedelic exploration of her love of hallucinogens and personal experiences. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Maisie to the pod. take credit but it was definitely a chat bot that helped me write Amazing. all that yeah, listen that's what they're there for they're there to make your life easier exactly <laughs> yeah i'm really afraid don't worry lily like we <laughs> we prefer your presence to the the nameless ai on the internet you're less scary Anthony, you don't know how much that means to me 
<laughs> We're going to start having you fill out a CAPTCHA before you say <laughs> anything. Get ready. Honest, to be so dead honest, I've used ChatGPT in some of the copywriting for this, some of my writing for Atwood. So that's great. Oh, I well, get it. It's a good thing Mitch doesn't listen to the show or he might have some words. Sorry, <laughs> Daddy Mitch. But it was just for my interview questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So at least at, at least you're writing the body of it. I, I can respect that. That part has to be original. I can't let the robots win on that end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've made a commitment to myself today that we're going to try to keep the show moving to prevent Drew from having to sift through hours and hours of material. So let's get started by talking about what we've had on repeat recently. Woo-hoo. I'm pulling up my phone. I totally forgot what I was listening to last week. So hopefully I'm not repeating myself. Lily, do you want to <laughs> go first? Yeah, sure. So um, recently through TikTok, I discovered this artist called the White Noise Supremacists. Mm. It's a one-woman band headed by an artist named Ifeloa Babaloa, and I hope I pronounced that right. Um, she's got one full album out on Spotify called Jalice 832B, which came out in 2022, but I think she started making music back in 2003. A lot of it, particularly songs like um, Big Strong White Man and The Scene is Dead, as well as her name, have these ironic plays on the white supremacist Eurocentric patriarchy that we all know and hate. Um, (laughs) Her music feels really honest and original, and her sound is pretty diverse, but overall, it's very grungy and uh, distorted guitar-led, which I love. Um, And her website has like a ton of blog posts talking a lot about like her experience, particularly being a black woman in rock and roll, which ties a lot to what she sings about. Um, And at this moment, she's still under a thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. And I really think that should change. I think she's an artist that deserves a lot more recognition. Especially with a name like that. I'm still stuck on that white noise supremacist. (laughs) So great. It's one of the things that like, it's good for catching attention, you know, Mm -hmm. you notice that. I saw one of her videos on my For You page and I was blown away. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so we have two of the thousand yeah. right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it when FYPs cross over know. like so that. Mm-hmm. Like my little sister will often send me TikToks that I saw like an hour ago. And I'm like, you're late to the party, man. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what it's like only getting your TikToks through Instagram. I'm like months behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> Tragic. So what have I been listening to? I've started listening to um, a couple of new songs by Alex Leahy. I've been a big mm. fan of hers for years. Um, she has three out right now. Congratulations, shit talking, and what is it? Good time. What, yes, good time is mm. the name of the third song. But shit talking is the one that's on my playlist right now. For those who don't know, we had a talk about her back in the pandemic when we weren't uh, interviewing artists. So it was on one of our Century Club episodes. But she contributed to the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. Oh, so and cool. yeah, like that's kind of what drew me to her. Everyone knows that I'm a big fan of like pop and street punk. And mm. she did that a lot in her debut album. But she's kind of been like growing in other directions sonically since then. Like um, these new these new batch of songs leans more heavily on the pop than the rock. And I think mm. that she does that really, really well. And, you know, uh, Shit Talking in particular, it's all about the disillusionment with connection um, and the anxiety that comes from low self-esteem. Like there's this line that goes, maybe they're just racking up all the ways that I fucked up. And I'm like, that's what I think about everyone that I talk to. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So go check it out. Her third album is coming out very soon. But if you want to catch up on what she's been doing, her first two albums are uh, I Love You Like a Brother and The Best of Luck Club. Mm. Both fantastic albums. Also, listen to the episode that we had about her where you can hear me and our former hosts gush all about her. So Alex Leahy, check her out. So 
I was watching Next in Fashion this past week because, I mean, Gigi Hadid and Tan France are everything. <laughs> mm. And they've been they've been putting some good music in the show. And I heard this song and it started out like this really trashy conversation. And it's called I Want It All. And it's um, <clears throat> it's by Kyle. You made that be Simone. Mm. There's a bunch of people. Winter Blanco and Megan Ashley. Mm. And it's literally just, it starts out, it's, it's you know, it's conversational, but it's like super catchy. And they're just like talking about wanting, you know, literally everything out of, rela- of a relationship, mm. the good sex, the, you know, the, the everything. You know, you want somebody that's going to be able to take the trash out and rail you good. <laughs> that's what I put on my Tinder bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, I'm still so bitter that they replaced Alexa Chung with Gigi Hadid Mm. on that show. I am such an Alexa Chung stan, and it was sad to see her go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Maisie, what about you? What have you had on repeat? Man, I have been listening to the Caroline Polachek album, Desire I Want to Turn Into You. Like, every time I'm in the car, that's what I'm playing. It's so good, top to bottom. I love it. I think I like it the most... Hold on, how do I say this? I am really enjoying it because I think a lot of people who are putting out records right now are not putting out a lot of experimental stuff, especially when you're, like, more, I don't know, present in the space. Does that make sense? She's a little Mm. more mainstream. Um, and it's so experimental and it's pushing so much and I'm such a fan. Nice. I, yeah, I've I've been loving her her upward trajectory. It yes. seems like everything she does just tops what happened last. It's crazy. I also her voice is ridiculous. Like I, I just wonder how they are doing the vocal processing on her stuff. It's insane. I've never heard anything like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just record her in the shower. Probably. Yeah, probably. That's when that's when your voice is best. <laughs> And so I heard. Yeah. That's when my that's where I'm recording my album. <laughs> well, S- sad girl cries in yes, shower perfect. is what it's called. Concept piece. Yeah, yep. that's gonna be the next BB Bridgers album. <laughs> <laughs> but listeners, do you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat? Head on over to Spotify and find our playlist YBLT. YBLT stands for what have you been listening to? But as you know, we have leaned heavily into the sandwich aspect of this because we love BLTs. So look for a playlist where there is a sandwich. Um, a happy sandwich, sometimes a sad sandwich, sometimes a sandwich contemplating its own existence as it's about to be eaten. You'll know when you see it. There are pics from me, Kaylin, Eric, Drew, Lily, anyone who we come in contact with. So it is a stylistic <laughs> roller coaster. Oh, man. Get ready for that. But I'm getting thirsty and the drinks are calling. Maisie, did Woo-hoo. you bring something that we could show our bouncer to get into the I bar today? I sure did. What do we have? We have my Aronimus Bosch tarot card deck. Ooh. Oh my God. It's shiny. <laughs> she it, is very shiny. Hold it up for Lily there. Absolutely. Check her out. Stunning. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I just got it recently as a gift um, from my creative director for the album. And it's been like my new favorite thing. So. Oh my gosh. Like the, the illustrations must be just insane. They're beautiful. This is just the inside. And we had so used Aronimus Bosch as like a huge reference point for a lot of my visuals. And yeah, it's, I can't believe this exists. The original perfect. Where's Waldo, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime someone's asking me to describe the work of Hieronymus Bosch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just got a little I Spy in there too, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Oh, I forgot the I Spy books. Yes. Oh, Mad respect those. for whoever created those dioramas. They're so beautiful. I just saw um, some like behind the scenes on Twitter and it, of them like creating the things um, that they were photographing and it's amazing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I think that worked. I, a good Woo-hoo! thing our, our bouncer is a big fan of <laughs> 
Montero <laughs> and um, just, uh, yeah, the works of Hieronymus Bosch. So welcome to the Tunes and Tumblers bar. Woo! It looks a lot like a living room, but trust me, we do have our liquor license. <laughs> um, in any case, we need a track or multiple tracks to set the mood for today. Lily, what are you spinning on our jukebox today? Today, we're spinning Maisie's Blotter Baby, her debut LP featuring viral hits like Dum Dum and Girls Just Want to Have Sex. This album, with its modernized 60s and 70s inspired pop hooks and nods to hallucinogens, tells the story of self-discovery, heartbreak, and that keenly Gen Z style of absurdist catharsis. Woohoo! Couldn't have said it better myself. ChatGPT might have been able to say it better, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did great, Lily. And I need a drink to wash this down with. Kaylin, what are we drinking today? I have made for you a cocktail that has space tea in it. Whoa. Uh, it's the world's first mushroom tea, and it's Ooh. got like a lemonade flavor. It's very light. It has a simple syrup that I made with coconut water, pineapple juice, and rosemary. And I also added some chunks of coconut mm. and some chunks of mango. Um, So yeah, so I basically drizzled this blackberry juice over it. So it kind of made this speckly purple color on the fruit. I mixed all of that with mezcal and some lime ju lemon juice and uh, garnished it with some really pretty flowers. It's so unbelievably beautiful and creative. And somehow you got all of my favorite things in one beverage. I don't I, know how I did it. I need the recipe <laughs> when I leave. Absolutely. <laughs> and listeners, if you want the recipe, as always, it is going to be in the description below. So mix it up and come on this kaleidoscopic journey with us. Cheers. 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 Yeah, I was actually having a lot of fun trying to find something that kind of had that psychedelic effect to it. So cool. And there are so many canned drinks out there. I mean, there's Kin, there's psychedelic mm -hmm. water. I bought like five different cans of different things because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I was just so excited and they all seemed so fun and interesting. Um, and Maisie, you had said that you like mezcal and Love. I just liked adding that smoky factor to it yes. because it's sort of like nice to have that sort of alternate flavor Absolutely. as well as I burn some of the rosemary with mm. that fruit, those fruit chunks so that they're like smoked. It's Ooh. so beautiful. I'm wondering if this is just the, uh, um, the placebo effect, but I'm like, can I taste mushrooms in here as well? Like, I don't know. The, the flavors so just good. kind of blend so the, well it together. It is, I'm actually blown away. This is so lovely. I'm sorry I'm blown to away anyone too. who can't be tasting it right now with us. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, Lily, and just lives, <laughs> Lily just lives sorry. vicariously. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. And honestly, actually, you know what? I am a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, you can actually omit the mezcal and just pump up the amount of the simple syrup that has mm. that smoky rosemary flavor to it mm. and still have a really tasty cocktail. Insane. Mm. How often are you experimenting with original cocktails? Every time we sit down with somebody. Wow. <laughs> it's like one of those things that I, you know, I get the list of, of answers from right. an artist and... I kind of 
sit there and just listen to the songs. I read the lyrics. Mm. I usually don't have any of the the copywritten notes yet. Uh, we had them. They were I, there for you. I know, but like it's it's like that need to just discover for myself right. and come up with my own ideas. So sometimes I'll like come up with this cocktail and then I'll hear what Anthony and Lily and everybody mm. else on the pod think about it and say about it. And then I'll read like online stuff and I'll be like, oh, I took this really differently, but it's not wrong. It's like every person has a different viewpoint and different feeling that they get after listening to something and mm. reading something. And so a lot of times the cocktails sort of start out as like just these basic flavor notes that I get from the list and then it develops into these sort of ethereal ideas about how your career is going and what you're writing about and the emotional aspect of it and then I turn mm. it into sort of an actual physical manifestation of that that is mm. so beautiful wow I love the way that art intersects like that and oh, how yeah. like creation is often sparked by the creation of others and in such different ways you know Absolutely. everybody hears things and sees things a little differently and takes something away that is personal to them and that then allows them to create something that is again personal to them but in a different way mm. that's actually a great segue into one of the questions I have here I mean sonically blotter baby there's a lot we can talk about with blotter baby but sonically mm. I'm hearing like a lot of throwbacks to like the psychedelic pop of the 60s and 70s um can you tell us a little bit about your influences in um that you had in throwing this together and how you blended that with your own style as a songwriter absolutely i think the influences it's such like a it's such an interesting piece to creation as we're all talking about like art doesn't exist really without the existence of other art um and so everything is innately referential so for me i've always been a fan of the beatles i think that they just not to be that girl but totally changed my life when i really got to like listen to their discography and also interacted with like psychedelic substances listening to classic psychedelic rock so you have just like a lot of the Beatles and Pink Floyd and Jimi Hendrix and you know all of just like the greats of that time and that totally peeks through I think in a lot of the songs and then we have these just like modern psychedelic artists like the Tame Impalas and an Andy Schauf and King Gizzard um, mm. and just trying to like bring those um, also into the music as well. I'm Sorry. curious how how on earth can how how on earth do we bring King Giz in without <laughs> literally putting the fucking kitchen sink down? I know, I know. <laughs> every, they every, have yeah. so such a vibrant wide range that's like so inspirational honestly i don't even know if we directly reference that but just the spirit of king gizzard was in the studio you know what i mean oh yeah <laughs> this is also what like the 10th episode in a row where somebody's mentioned king giz really? when are we gonna make this happen <gasps> we need we need them we need them here and we need them now I'm lily are you so can you make this happen do you know somebody <laughs> yes <laughs> that's all we needed great i know somebody who really likes them <laughs> we all do lily we all do I and we mean, need to we need to book them before the next five albums come totally, out. totally absolutely Which so within the next two months yes yes <laughs> absolutely yeah we want we want to be a part of it i'm just astounded by their output rate like nobody is releasing like they are i didn't realize that so much of their process was them just basically jamming and then going through what they had jammed and like picking out what they're like yeah that's a song <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys know the caverns in I, tennessee i don't it's a music venue that's in a cave basically wow. and i have some friends going to see them in the caverns in a couple months uh, and i'm so beyond jealous that's insane I would be too. That sounds tight. It does. That sound must be epic. 
I'm Although gonna... I'd always be afraid that it was, all the rocks were going to collapse with all mm, like, yes. the vibrations of the, <laughs> the speakers. That's what makes it so exciting, Lily. You're in a you're you're literally in a death zone. Right. You're right. I need to get a little more dangerous. Yeah. So we kind of been like beating around the bush, but I want to just address this like front and center. Like okay. psychedelics take a huge part yeah. um in the creation of this album. I mean, it's called Blotter Baby. Yes. And can you speak a little to your first experiences with psychedelics and mm. how they started to inform your artistic process? Yes, absolutely. Um my first experience with psychedelics was with LSD. That's actually like the majority of my experiences um, have just been with LSD. Sorry, that was very repetitive. Um, my friends in college were very pro psychedelics and had taken it in high school already. So my entire freshman year, they were like really selling me on it. They were like, it's amazing. It is going to really just like change how you think. It's going to change everything about you. And that alone, I was like, I don't want that. I like my, I like me. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. um, give in to the it, peer yeah. pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, the classic like, oh, what if, you know, I'm going to experience psychosis or what if, you know, just every question that everyone has before doing that. And um, it was New Year's Eve, my sophomore year of college, and we were staying in Boston and they just had LSD and they were just sort of like, we can. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I I wish I could put into words how impactful that experience was, but the only way I can describe it is I literally got a tattoo two weeks later of something I drew on it because I was like, this is just going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. And I can't believe it changed me so fundamentally. Um, hopefully that made sense. Oh, no, oh, it yeah. does. <laughs> I think there is something to that. Like... Um feeling like there are parts of our mind that kind of remain out of reach to us in yes. most states. Um, do you think that there's anything that you accessed in that moment that you didn't have access to in your waking life? No question. It's um, you're experiencing consciousness in a completely different way. So it, sen sensory alone, aesthetics alone are going to be completely different. Like just how I would be perceiving this room in general is going mm. to be in a way that I, I absolutely cannot access, not on psychedelics. And also just um, I think the power of thought and how quickly you can produce thoughts, especially on acid, um, is insane. It's it's like you're almost on like adrenaline because you're I don't know, you're just producing so, um, so many thoughts. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I, I understand um, what that's like. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's a v consciousness is very frustrating for me. Um, I would love to be like a sea cucumber, honestly. I really get sad um, about having to have like memories and experiences and a personality and all of that. But we I'm stuck with it. So here we are. Um, and I think being able to push that consciousness and really alter yourself um to discover parts of yourself um or create new parts of yourself is a really powerful thing and a very rare thing um in the span of the universe and ex experiences that are occurring in the universe so i'm grateful that we live on a planet where i can take a substance and it totally just changes me mm -hmm. yeah i don't think i've heard that before i don't think anyone said like i just want to donk out and be a yeah. sea cucumber before i wish i could it's so frustrating <laughs> you're hanging out with the wrong people yeah. Anthony. <laughs> i don't know why i called you i mean to be yeah. fair i usually tell him i wish i could just be a pug yes yeah but at least pugs <laughs> like, i just want to be the id right yeah pugs have consciousness though like yeah. you gotta wonder like um what what is the experience like of of a creature that doesn't have any sort of um like cerebral cortex any right. sort of higher brain functioning 
hopefully simple. It yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't know what you're missing. I mean, like that's right. that's the whole thing. It's like why people get attached so much to life feeling like, you know, once once you die, that's it. Right. Like we we've experienced such attachment because we are so attached to mm. our ego and um like to a certain set of experiences, but like we don't know that this is all there is. We don't even know yes. if this is like the highest thing that we should aspire to access, 100%. you know. 100%. The ego thing is interesting. Um I've only had one experience on LSD where I took a lot of it um, and experienced just like a full-blown I guess what you would call an ego death like I had no sense of self I completely for I just didn't know who I was I, there was no I I couldn't even be like who what who am I there wasn't even a question it was just like I can see that I have a body because if I'm wiggling my fingers and I'm I, it's attached to this but I have no sense of self I I just like died and it was so peaceful um and amazing and i haven't done it since because it was very intense but it was wonderful Mm. this is something i think about a lot because i do think that all of life is animated by the same force or whatever Mm. and the idea of individuality is is a little bit skewed like i think that we to to use a cliche that's all over uh tiktok and instagram like i am the universe experiencing itself right but really more like I am this certain locus of consciousness. Yes. I am life popping through and seeing through this body. So yes. the body itself is important. Like the the idea of being able to have cogent thoughts and experience the world is mm. important, but then getting super self-centered and closed off I think is like the uh the 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 danger. Yes. Mm-hmm. That that's like isn't it so sad? Like we could have just we could have been okay and we could have been so collective and just like mindful together, but we're not. We're very egocentric and very individualistic and but Bun- what yeah. can you do? Bunch of dum dums, right? <laughs> it's super. <laughs> it is sad. It is. Mm. That's okay. So uh, we were talking about how we're trying to incorporate the idea of psychedelics into this drink. I mean, like, it's very colorful. Um, Listeners, on Wednesday or Thursday, we are going to be posting, like, a how-to where you will see this cocktail in its full glory. Mm. Um, But uh, is there, like, any sort of mind-altering or, like, sensory-altering experience to this? Even, like, something as simple as caffeine where, like, you experience an energy boost. Well, I mean, there's there's actually mushrooms in it. So there's... uh, Like psilocybin or just... No, 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 there's reishi mushrooms. Uh, that's what I was made. saying. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be so intense that, you know, you're, you're falling asleep in the grass while, <laughs> while, uh, while music is playing off in the distance. Why do you keep bringing me back to that moment? Cause I enjoyed it. It we, was, we took mushrooms at life is beautiful festival oh. and both of us ended up, well, Anthony first, I found Anthony fa- <laughs> had fallen asleep in the grass and I was, uh, what was I going to see? Beach, beach weather? Beach house. Beach house. Mm. Right. Beach weather is going to be beach on the weather. show very soon, Aww. everybody. Yeah, so I, I went and like was just touching everybody in, in the crowd in front of uh, beach house. And then I came out and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go lay down. And I mm. found Anthony and we like cuddled and, and fell asleep Aww. in the grass. And it was just sort of this moment of like everything around me felt softer and fuzzier and less stressful. Mm. And I mean, when you're at a big music festival with all those crowds and I mean, oh, my God, all the walking, mm, everything valid. just hurts and it was hot out. And yeah. it's just like at that moment, nothing mattered except laying in the grass. It's amazing. It's so interesting because you know that you and I had vastly different experiences <laughs> yes. on the on the same chocolate bar. Yes. Um, yeah. So like one thing that um, 
I think is really powerful about psychedelics is that it allows you to access things that you kind of push down, push totally. away, like um, suppress. Yep. And I think in my waking life, there is like a lot that I tend not to deal with in order mm. to function. So yep. uh, when I'm on mushrooms like that moment, like I was listening to Dermot Kennedy, like I'm watching this dude just like sing the most um, the, the, the saddest Irish songs like I've ever heard and just like watching him and just being like I miss my friends I have not gotten to see my friends or talk to them in so long because Mm. of this pandemic and it just felt like just um just so lonely yes yeah and then the only time I've ever done LSD I Mm. was I had a revelation like everything about who I was with at that moment just like turned negative and it was like this realization where I had like this person is not a good person and like if you hang around with them things are going to get worse and the thing is like when I came down I'm like okay I'm fine that part is over but then like it, it turned out to be true oh yeah so i think like this is a a roundabout way of saying that i think that there is therapeutic value in this like even if everyone's like you're gonna have a great trip like don't worry like we're gonna try not to have a bad trip but having a bad trip is kind of uh um it can be helpful it can be eye-opening it can make things you know therapeutic well i mean it it can also give clarity to things that's the word i was looking for previously clear i'm i'm the type of person that even outside of therapy, I will reflect and reflect mm. and reflect over and over about the same things so that I can get this clarity. And it never quite occurred to me that there are substances that could assist with that and it wouldn't be so much effort and work to get there. But I think allowing yourself to get to that point where you feel clear on where you're going, what you're doing and why, it's refreshing. It yeah. is. <laughs> I am also a big suppressor. Like I, mm. I am not a reflector in that way. I just am like, no, we just got to keep it down. We got to keep going, keep moving. Um, and it's insane how powerful your subconscious is. Um, and just that backlog that's just sitting back there. And then it just gets brought to the forefront, as you both were mentioning. Um, it's pretty unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy just like how many different ways we can access to that, like the ways that it can bubble up if we yeah. don't take care of it. Yes. I'm thinking I was I was hanging out with a friend who was like um, going through like a really traumatic experience. Mm. And there's this thing called um, a paired muscle re- relaxation where you like um, you kind of ball up your fists and like really, you know, get nice and tight. And then you just let it go. Whoa. And then you do that with like more muscle groups and more muscle groups. It's supposed to activate your parasympathetic nervous system and bring you down. Mm-hmm. But this person like holds on to so much stress yeah. that as soon as they let go, it was just like a flood wow. of energy. Like it's taking me back to... Um, <laughs> like high school physics where they talk about potential and kinetic energy totally. where it's just like we're these huge balls of uh, potential energy just like sitting on a cliff waiting yeah. for somebody to push us for real geez where did yeah. we go like we're, we're trying to talk about this music right now no, like it's great it's I'm... anthony you're the one that's supposed to be keeping time straight for us man i mean i kind of yeah i mean this is the experience of listening to blotter baby but mm. it is a lot of fun thank you yeah this uh, i mean we kind of came to your music thanks to the algorithm. You got to oh, thank yes. the almighty Absolutely. algorithm, yep. like step by step. <laughs> we love um, her. All you, I ever you... wanted was you. Uh, uh, girls, girls just want to have sex. sex. Honestly, it's, it's not me. It's you. Honestly, describes my experience Ugh. as a poly person with a cis man yes. trying to navigate yep. my queer life. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Anthony, you just need to drop dead sometimes. That's why I go in the other room with the pugs. 
it's like it's like it it sometimes the things that we think are normal or the things we're supposed to do or the things that society thinks we're supposed to really do hold us back from our true potential as humans you know we live on this giant rock with billions of other people and we're not all the same we don't have all the same needs desires and ideas and to have everybody forced to want the same things is bullshit it's Mm. not fair to expect an organic creature living in this sort of chromatopia world to only go down one path Speaking of Chromatopia, go listen to Chromatopia by Nombe, <laughs> alumni of the show and like a, a very good companion conversation to the one that we are having right Absolutely. now about the fluidity of identity Amazing. and about um, accessing all the different parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love um, everything you just said, by the way, <laughs> it's extremely validating and I wish I could say more than that, but it's awesome. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> and um, You know, we've been talking a lot and... Unfortunately, I have places to be, but I I don't want to say goodbye to this conversation. One more thing before we move on. I want to go around the circle and everyone tell me about a mind-altering experience you've had with or without drugs Mm. and how that changed you. Mm. Lily, you've been quiet. (laughs) Do you want to go first? Sure. To go off what a lot of what you guys were saying about like the way hallucinogens kind of allow for really deep... Um, internal speculation and like uh, just introspection. Um, I moved home for about a year after I graduated, which was a huge privilege to like be allowed to do that, but also was a really strange circumstance to be in, you know, like living in your parents' house after having experienced the, what kind of adulthood college is. Um, But in doing that, I think it allowed me to realize that things tend to happen when it's supposed to. So for example, I ended up finding my roommate because I found out that one of my best friends from college had been living just up the street from me. And she and uh, his girlfriend, who is my roommate now, Jess, shout out Jess, she's awesome. Um, (laughs) But we were looking for a roommate at exactly the same time or the perfect job came available right when I had found a roommate to move out with. And so it was just these series of clandestine events that felt just so right and made me sort of rest in this idea that everything that happens, everything that you're anxious about happening is going to happen when it's meant to. And if you relax in that and just put yourself in the pathway of those things happening, it tends to Mm. work out for the best. I like that a lot. It's awesome. I'm thinking about when I got my tarot deck Mm. because I, I mean, everyone knows that like I've been kind of, uh, Kaylin and I were talking about this last night about how I've just been like a really rational minded person for one reason or another. I think trauma has a lot to do with that. <laughs> but I I started having a conversation with this deck. Like um, the, the first reading I did was draw like a series of five cards where like I'm basically asking the deck, like, what kind of deck are you? What kind of work are we meant to do together? And it's like, whether or not there, like, I I don't know if I'm the type of person who thinks that there's like something outside of me speaking through these cards, more like, this is my shadow. This is, this is like the voice that's inside of me that I don't listen to ever. And it Mm. is finally getting a, a conduit through which to speak. And it was so snarky. Like I'm having this conversation with, with myself or with whatever, where the deck is just being like, I'm this all knowing thing and I'm going to get you in touch with your intuition, whether you like it or not. And like, that was what I heard from this thing. I'm like, okay, (laughs) 
it, it had like big like daddy energy love it this deck you just need that sometimes yeah so that's <laughs> that was my mind altering experience where i'm just like whoa like what who is talking to me right now but like i'm i'm game i'm in right now mm. i'm gonna have you go first I'm, I'm still trying to formulate my thoughts i'm trying to think of one that isn't substance based um just to change it up a little bit um i would say the first um tour i went on um almost like two years ago now it completely changed my perspective on music and just human beings in general and i had never obviously gone out on the road before and you just meet these like babies i mean they're children a lot of the time and they're so young and they're so excited to be there because they've been in a pandemic for a really impactful part of their life and yeah it just was extremely communal and they were extremely um uh what's the word uh generous in just like their acceptance of me and my music and it just really blew my mind and just made me fall in love with gen z and whoever is younger than gen z so much more than i already was gen alpha they're going to yeah. be entering high school in the fall get ready Woo, that's no crazy. way that's so mm-hmm. they're that old now that's yeah. insane oh, man <laughs> love those guys how do you feel about that kaylin yeah 2010 <laughs> is the cutoff year so like eighth graders from 2010 are going to be coming into high school this year i mean i'm just still so early in my 30s like it's still i still am not feeling like i'm out of my 20s but my body tells me i am Mm. anyway uh my mind-altering experience i don't know if i've talked about it a little bit on the pod before but um in 2019 my stepdad i had a parent pass away very suddenly from lung cancer and he was born in a small town outside of frankfurt called langen cutest little town ever (laughs) and i went there to spread some of his ashes and I'm like finding this area that was sort of like this wilderness, like paths and and trails and stuff. But it was like, I don't know, small town. It was just like they had cute little signs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a real like wilderness place. And <clears throat> I pull my backpack aside so that I can pull out the little baggie of ashes that were in it. And <laughs> I had like one of those little votive wood things. And I'm like struggling to get this thing open. I look like a psychopath probably. <laughs> just like on this trail trying to get ashes out of this box. And I put a couple of his favorite songs, which uh, one of which is um, Fix You by Coldplay. Mm. And that song like always just kind of makes me tear up, makes me remember all the fun times. And I start walking down this path and all of a sudden this strong scent of apples hits me and I'm in the middle of an apple orchard. And I was like, what? How did I get here? Like, this is so wild. I was like walking through this small town. I had just had an amazing German lunch (laughs) and I'm by myself because I I told my friend I needed to do this on my own. And I found like this really beautiful spot to sit on a bench and listen to the music and then spread his ashes. And then I walked away and it just felt like this moment of closure that was so intense and so necessary that I hadn't gotten. And I mean, this was months after he passed Mm -hmm. that I went. He passed away in February and I was there in August. So it was like all that time passed of not Mm -hmm. really dealing with it. And then coming out of that little apple orchard, just feeling kind of refreshed and like I had this weight lifted. Wow, this has been such an emotional episode, everybody. We're getting so deep. And I'm, my, my drink is done, which means that I kind of want to bring up the mood a little bit. Who wants to play some hashtag mood? Yay, it's my favorite game. What's your mood? What's your hashtag mood? What is your 
What is hashtag mood, you ask? Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we do is we head on over to the Tunes and Tumblr's hotline slash inbox where people have left us moods, things that are going on in their life, things that have been on their mind, wacky dreams that they've had. We're going to pick two of those today, and we're going to create two different playlists that match those moods. And these moods actually come from fans of Maisie. Woo-hoo. Let me pull them up. I did a screenshot earlier. Oh my gosh. I love this one. It comes to us from at underscore it's Ruby underscore on Instagram. And it's badass depression with like, uh, they've drawn an emoji that is like the V <laughs> eyebrows and with like a big smile and crying. Okay. Okay. Like I can show you badass depression. Super cute. Okay. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Badass depression, Lily. Give me a couple minutes on I, that one. So I, I'm going to go with Blurry Vision by Casey Bishop. Yes. Um, I've I've actually been listening to Casey Bishop quite a bit. Um, You know, and this is like the epitome of just being in a low headspace, mm. not being able to get up and go anywhere. And I mean, all of us after after having that fun, fun year of 2020, I'm sure know how it feels to just not have it in us to get up and get out. <clears throat> Absolutely. I'm going to go with Mother Nature's Bitch by OK Kaya. Um, it's it's positive. It's a it's <laughs> it's just basically like uh, the world is my daddy and I am Mother Nature's bitch. So I'm just going to it's positive, but also accepting that it's hard out there. So that's my solution. I'm going to go with the latest single by former guest of the show, Luna Aura, because her music is so hardcore. It's called Bent, and it's a really depressing song, (laughs) but she she makes everything badass. Lovely. Yeah. Incredible, incredible presence, this woman. Watch, go go to one of her shows if you can. You really need to. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. When are are you taking me, Anthony? (laughs) I actually, I, I don't know. I think she's on tour right now. I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll be like, hey, remember me from two years ago? When can we go to your show? <laughs> it always works. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure people don't easily forget when you give them drinks and talk to them about their music. Mm. Mm, good point. <laughs> Lily, what do you have for us? Okay, I'm going to go with I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow by the Soggy Bottom Boys. Yes. Little <laughs> Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. Nice. Because, damn, that song hits. Like, it's all about this guy who's so down, but... How can you be down with such twangy tunes? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is a great depressive playlist. And we could probably keep going on from there. <laughs> but I, there's one more that I really want to do out of the many that it. we got. This one comes f- to us from at Elena Say Sorry, or I guess Ale- at Elena Says Sorry mm. on Instagram. And they have written pink spaceship flying through the galaxy Heart emoji, CD emoji, disco ball emoji. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know which this one is. I've got mine. If you're ready, go for it, Lily. I mean, I feel like it's an obvious choice. Starships by Nicki Minaj. Nice. Yes. Hello, soundtrack of middle school. Very good. I'm going to go with Rain on Me featuring Ariana Grande by Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. That's giving, it's giving that. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm picking a a song from Kesha's best album, 2017, um, Rainbow. Yes. I'm choosing, I mean, like that whole aesthetic is Pink Spaceship, but I'm choosing in particular Boogie Feet featuring Eagles of Death Metal. Nice. Because that song is funky and she just gets wild and weird and it's so glam. Amazing. I You, you need the glam. <laughs> Maybe Rocket Man by David yeah. Bowie. Mm. 
Wait, Rocket Man by Elton John, right? Or that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drew, cut that. But <laughs> also like anything off Ziggy Stardust by David yes. Bowie. What I was thinking. Uh, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of like a a recent song that would go on this, like eh, Pink Spaceship Flying Through the Galaxy. Anything by Jake Wesley Rogers. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Also, anything off of Renaissance. I feel like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alien Superstar. Yeah, that's the one. I'm gonna go with Cosmic Coming of Age by Fickle Friends. Mm-hmm. There you go. I had to find Worth the right the one. Worth the wait. Lovely. Yeah. I love these two playlists. These these are two, like, I love your fans because these are both <laughs> from two of your fans. That's so cute. I'm yeah. also going to I'm also gonna say Colors by The Knox. Very cool. That's also a good one. More Knox. We want The Knox on this show. Heck yes. Let's get The Knox over here. But listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Why not hit us up by calling or texting the Tunes and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or just head on over to our Instagram DMs. Also, every Thursday, we put up a story asking for your moods and letting you know who we're going to talk to. So, like, if you just wait for that, then you can have your mood read by your favorite artists and they can give you your own playlist. Woohoo! Isn't that enticing? <laughs> so enticing. But it is that time. It's time to wind down. It's closing time. <laughs> You've got to stop saying that every single time we close the bar. I'm sorry. It's, it's never going to stop. This is my personal hell. <laughs> But Maisie, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Anything we should know about that you've got coming up? I just released my album, Blotter Baby, which is not new. We talked about it so much, but um, please go stream her. I am so proud of that record um, and I'm excited for the world to hear it. I'm also going on tour with Rebecca Black in May. Ooh. Fuck yes. So oh my God. Get your tickets. I'll be playing the El Rey in LA, but um, pretty much the entire US. So does yeah. she sing Friday just like as a she joke? Does. No, <laughs> she does. Or is it like serious? Like she I, seriously sings it. <laughs> I don't know, but she uh, she's like one of my favorite people I've met in the music industry. So I, I kudos to her for like t- reclaiming that, honestly. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. In a similar fashion, Willow likes to jokingly play Whip My Hair yes. and her shows, which I love. It's great. I mean, mm-hmm. I love that. You gotta so, own that. You were course. like 11 years old exactly. when this happened. Yeah. <laughs> right? And they're instant crowd pleasers, too. Oh, Everybody yeah. knows them. 100%. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to um, jump around with the girls and the gays this summer. And yeah, that's me. Love it. Yeah. Girls and the gays. That's actually yes. a great place to leave it. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and enjoying this beautiful psychedelic drink with Truly us. Truly amazing. I'm blown away. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for yeah. being here. And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau and researched by Lily Eason and ChatGPT this time. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.